Welcome to the Empowered Women Thriving in Success Micro Audio Summit. We are here to help you achieve health, wellness, and harmony in all areas of your life and business. Each speaker comes with her own unique perspective. They come from all walks of life and their information will be life-changing. This is not a sales pitch. This is not to get you to sign up for anything. We just want to share our expertise with you. So please take the time to listen to each one of the interviews. Listen to them as many times as you like. And don't forget to share it with your friends if the doors are still open, because we all want to avoid burnout and frustration and exhaustion. So please enjoy. Welcome back to another episode from this fantastic micro audio summit. Today, however, the microphone is getting flipped. I am the one being interviewed, and I'm very honored to have my friend Wendy Breakstone to do the interviewing. She is the genius behind this concept of the Micro Audio Summit. And so if you are loving it, we just need to give her a shout out for being so genius and coming up with it because I love, love, love it. So Wendy, thanks for coming up with it and thanks for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Heather, I can't <laughs> believe that you're already launching your second Micro Audio Summit. This is so exciting. And more than that, the information that you've been bringing to women to help their health and to help their lifestyle and to make better choices that really benefit us from the inside out is really, really cool. So I'm just super honored to be able to interview you. And so before we dive in, I know today we're going to be talking about stress, the silent killer of your health and productivity, which I know that we all kind of need to be talking about whether we want to or not, everybody. (laughs) I want to give you a background on Heather. So she's a healthy lifestyle strategist, passionate about helping executive and professional women who feel powerless and disconnected from their bodies. She helps them reclaim their power by understanding their bodies and implementing simple lifestyle changes so that they look better and they feel like the badasses that they are. Now, she's been doing this for over 12 years and inspiring women through the world of fitness and nutrition. She's been featured on other podcasts and stages around the world, and she is the number one bestselling author of four cookbooks (laughs) and a keynote speaker. She offers a simple, easy-to-execute method for creating and sustaining a healthy life without sacrificing career success and relationships. So the interesting thing about this is that I don't know if everybody knew that you have written so many amazing (laughs) cookbooks before. Like, that is crazy, Heather. Yes, yes. Well, that was the number one thing when I started helping people get healthier. They could never figure out what to cook or how to cook or it's too many things or blah, blah, blah. So yep, I gathered a bunch of recipes, put together my favorites and my, you know, favorite snacks from breakfast stuff. And all of them are about protein. Most of them are high protein because we don't get enough of that. So no, we don't get enough protein. So let's dive more into maybe protein a little bit later, because I've got some questions about that as it specifically pertains to our topic today, which is stress being this silent killer that we don't really know about. So Yeah, we all know that stress isn't good, but why do you say that it's actually killing us? Well, because it is. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm a very sarcastic, direct person. So no, but it, it really is. All joking aside, when you look at the statistics of how everyone is dying, all of the top diseases that are killing us are stress related, stress, lifestyle. It's 
has such a profound effect on our physical body. We know that it causes high blood pressure and we know it probably causes gray hair and that kind of stuff. But what I don't think we hear enough about and I really want everyone to understand is what it's doing inside. So the quick and dirty of it is when you get stressed out, you get that fight or flight response. We all know what that is when the adrenaline surges. Not only does it spike your blood pressure, it also spikes your heart rate. You know that too. What you don't know is that it shuts down a number of things, one of which is digestion. So if you're wondering why you always have gut issues and digestive issues, it's probably related to how stressed out you are. It also shuts down your prefrontal cortex because making logical decisions does not save you from the bear. You have to be able to run. So it floods your bloodstream with glucose, which then spikes up insulin. And when we do that over and over and over again, that creates insulin resistance, which is causes a number of things. And then on top of that, it spikes our cortisol. And you've probably heard of that on different various drug commercials, but cortisol causes you to store fat around your belly, around your organs. And it also tells your body to burn muscle instead of fat. So all bad things, <laughs> basically not one thing that's good. And if we are under recurring stress over and over and over and over again, our body begins to get adrenal fatigue. So it doesn't know what hormones to send when, right? It doesn't know how much cortisol to pump because the cortisol pump has been on nonstop. The insulin pump has been on nonstop and it starts to really wreak havoc on that perfectly balanced chemical system that we have. So I've got a number of questions that I want to ask you about this because what I'm hearing at the heart of this is I am one of those people that thinks like, oh, if I just eat better, then insulin isn't going to be a problem. Right. But it's not just about nutrition. It's about no. stressors that come no. into our lives that really throw everything out of alignment. You're right. It's almost like if you think about how stress is, is hurting us from the inside out, we all can see the signs of it. And you mentioned a few of the signs of it, like what we can see from the outside, gray mm -hmm. hair, wrinkles, you know, yeah. bags under our eyes. But what we don't see that people probably are struggling from are more of those other things that they right. don't understand. Yeah. And that is hugely problematic because I don't know what adrenal fatigue is. At least I didn't <laughs> right before this, but I'm starting to understand it even more now. Because it makes sense if you're always in kind of like this mode of feeling like you're running from the bear, at some point, the adrenaline's going to be like, yo, I can't keep up. It's just right. not happening anymore. Well, I like to use the analogy of a car, right? When you mm -hmm. we have the red line, where if you rev your engine up into the red zone for too long, things start to blow up. And your body is very similar to that. We have these amazing checks and balances in our body and all these systems that work really well together. But if we stress the system out for too long, something blows a gasket. And that's where when we're seeing insulin resistance at record levels. And if you're not sure what insulin resistance is, it's just your body doesn't recognize that it's being pumped into your system. And it doesn't know what to do with the glucose. So then we get extra sugar gumming up the works, which now they just came out with another study that said that that is a major cause of Alzheimer's and dementia. So all of these things, heart disease, diabetes, all of these diseases, they all can be influenced in a positive or negative way by stress. Yeah. And you know what? I think most of us are ignoring it. 100%. Like We're just flat out ignoring it. 
I would imagine that most people that are listening to this micro audio summit understand that stress isn't quote good for you. Right. That said, I know that I've heard people say this, and sometimes I've even been known to say this is that women say things like that they thrive under pressure or they thrive under stress or give them a deadline and then they're going to get it done. But how does stress actually like work against us or kill our productivity? I'm sure for sure have been that person too. I love to be juggling 15 different balls at the same time and running a thousand miles an hour. And for those of us that are high achievers, that is kind of the way that we've always been. So it seems strange to think that it wouldn't be productive because hello, we've accomplished a million things. We've you know risen to the highest heights of all the different areas of our life because of our ability to do that. That being said, stress is this really interesting thing that a little bit is fantastic, but too much is way too much. If you think about like the current trends of ice baths and saunas and HIIT training and intermittent fasting, all of those things put your body under stress also. They do the exact same thing as the bear. The difference is it's short-term. And when it's short-term, it makes your body stronger. It makes your cells stronger. It teaches your body how to handle any kind of stress. But when it's over and over and over, all day long, every day, then that's when the fatigue sets in. And like I said, your your prefrontal cortex the decision-making part of your brain is one of the first things to get shut off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced brain fog, but I have and do from a number of things. What causes it for me is dairy. And you're like, what does dairy have to do with stress? Well, when your body is sensitive to certain foods, dairy, wheat, gluten, sugar, everyone, sugar, sugar, mm-hmm. Sugar. Can I say it? Can I say that again? Sugar. Anyway, that's my <laughs> vice is sugar for sure. Those can cause inflammation. Inflammation and stress are exactly the same thing. They are two words to describe the same thing. So stress can be caused by food. And when I eat dairy, I'm sensitive to it. I'm not allergic, but I'm sensitive. And my brain stops being able to connect thoughts. So if you're thinking, you know what? Sometimes I just cannot put a sentence together. It could be what you're eating, or it could be the lifestyle you're living as far as stress. It most likely is one or the other. So if my brain isn't putting thoughts together, I'm not going to be very productive. Also, if you are dealing with fatigue, if you are dealing with any kind of ability that your body's just tired because it's not getting what it needs, or you're running it on empty, you're not going to be very productive. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to unpack. And yes. one of the things that I, that, there was a lot in there. I know, I know. I tend to do that. I'm, I'm apologizing in advance for my geekiness. Well, I love all, to geek okay. out on this stuff. And you know what? These are real conversations that we need to be having. Like, yeah. you know, you're bringing real, matter of fact, self-care help to people. And in order to really dive into self-care and live in the style that you help people to, which is the self-care without sacrifice, Stress has to be addressed because when I was listening to you talk about the constant like adrenal release that our body is doing and Mm -hmm. and what it's doing to us, and then you think about inflammation, one of the things that occurs to me is that 
most people have been running at that level, especially if you're a type A, especially if you're kind of like us where, (laughs) and God bless you if you are, type (laughs) A's are great, but you know, there are, there are something to be said to just kind of being a slacker every once in a while too. (laughs) You get to chill out and not worry about it and stress out about it. But we kind of feel like we don't even realize that it's stress anymore. We don't even realize that that's what we've done to our body because that's the state of being that we've been in for so long. So first of all, dive a little bit deeper, if you don't mind, into this stress and inflammation thing. Because when I hear the word inflammation, I think of things being red and a little irritated. Is that what's happening inside our body when we have these? exactly the same thing. Yep. Blood is life for us. And whenever there's something wrong in our body, our brain tells our body, send blood there. Blood will fix it. So when you sprain your ankle and it swells up and gets red and hot, it's because your body is sending extra blood to fix the problem. When you are have the flu and you get a fever, it is the same thing. Your body is heating up and sending blood as everywhere it can send to fight the bugs. When we are eating foods, that our body is unable to deal with. It sees it as a bug or as an enemy. So it sends blood all over your body to fix, to fix the cells that it thinks it's under attack. And what's interesting is that your body cannot make energy and defend itself at the same time. So if you are constantly in a state of stress, in a state of inflammation, your body cannot, your cells cannot make energy which is why when you have the flu, you feel tired. Or after you've had a major injury on your leg, you want to sleep. It's your body saying, hey, we're going to shut down. We're going to power this down so that we can send all the army, all the soldiers over here to fix this thing. Same thing happens with emotional stress. When you are emotionally stressed out, you notice like if you've had a really big emotional day, you're shot, exhausted. And you may not have ever left your desk. So you didn't really expend a lot of energy, but you feel like you ran to 12 marathons. It's the same exact thing. Your body, your cells cannot break down glucose and turn it into energy at the same time as going out and defending against bugs, real or imaginary. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because what I'm thinking about here is that when people hear the word stress, they usually think of it in terms of like a psychological condition. And so what do we do? We put bad food in our mouth to make us feel better, (laughs) which is causing a physiological, stressful situation. So we're basically like stubbing our toe and then breaking our foot. Right. We're stubbing our toe and then we're hammering it. We're taking the hammer and beating on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because we just don't realize that it's not just about psychological stress. And when I have a bad day, if I decide, oh, dang it, that ice cream cone is going to make me feel better. (laughs) It's actually not going to make me feel better. It's going to add in that whole nother layer of like physiological stress that we're not even identifying as stress. So hmm, I'm kind of feeling like we need to get out of our own heads thinking that stress is just a psychological state of mind. This is super fascinating to me because I don't ever think about eating something bad as as it being stressful. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is our brain, bless it, it does know that that ice cream 
is going to give you a hit of dopamine. It also knows that that ice cream has sugar in it, which is going to give you a hit of energy. Mm -hmm. So our survival instinct says, hey, I'm run down. I'm exhausted. What can give me energy? Sugar. That'll give me energy really fast. Mm -hmm. What will make me feel happy when I'm sad? Sugar. (laughs) And so that does happen. But then it goes through its digestive process and lights up all the inflammation signals. So it's a double-edged sword. It's definitely a double-edged sword. But no, we don't think about it. And, And I do think we've glamorized stress. For sure. Mm -hmm. We've glamorized emotional stress to the point where when you ask someone how they're doing, they're like, oh, I've just been so busy. And it's like a badge of honor. So I do see the tide shifting a little bit with that, thanks to more research on it and more influential people coming out and saying, hey, I am maxed out. I'm stepping away from whatever it is. And I'll see you when I get my brain back in, in order. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we don't have to get to that state because we have people like you that are going to teach us like, Hey, you can, again, have that Mm self-care without sacrifice and Mm -hmm. learning how to deal with stress, I think is one of the best like self-care things we can do for ourselves. The other thing I've kind of like thought about is if we can learn to allow us or allow ourselves to (laughs) relax And like you just said, oh, I'm so busy. Like it is some sort of, I'm busier than you. I win the medal. And it's really not. Like my goal in life and my goal in business is to help people choose easy. And easy is not lazy. What are some of the things that we can do starting like right now, even that aren't super woo woo, because a lot of us aren't into the whole like meditation and stuff like that, (laughs) Yes, Um, which meditation isn't woo woo. I mean, it's obviously got a lot of really great scientific absolutely. I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for it, but a lot of people think, well, I'm going to have to do these chanting meditations and rub myself with lavender oil and go to a retreat for seven days and all these things. And yes, those things are great. I have a wonderful line of essential oils. I'm happy to (laughs) direct you toward. I have a whole list of guided meditations that I've saved that I love that I'm happy to guide you toward. However, It doesn't need to be that. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is stop, which is kind of scary for some of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to add more fear to that, which is you need to be silent. (laughs) You need to Mm. stop and be silent. Now, many people don't like to be alone with their thoughts. Many people don't like to stop because it makes them feel as though they're not achieving and we've tied achievement to our self-worth. Mm-hmm. If that's the boat you're in, I feel you. I just climbed out of that boat. And, and let me tell you, out of that boat is a much happier place. But going outside, you know, if you're in the middle of a project, run outside, stand in the sunshine, five minutes by yourself, no phone, no headphones, no people, and just breathe. It doesn't need to be complicated. Sleep, make yourself go to bed. Like, we set a bedtime for kids for a reason, right? It's for their development. It's for their brains to be able to grow and learn. Well, your brain still needs to do its thing. It needs to grow. It needs to get rid of dead cells. It needs to repair the ones that are damaged. It needs to process the stuff you've tried to learn all day. If you're reading books or listening to podcasts like this, you're learning stuff. It needs to Mm -hmm. process it. If you go to sleep, (laughs) it can do its job. If you live on four hours of sleep, 
that's another level of stress. So sleep, sunshine, fresh air, silence. Wow. like And silence. Just not that complicated. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about how nutrition does play a part in mm. stress. Because you mentioned that it's yes. that it creates internal stress if you're not eating the right things, but it can also really help, right? If you are yes. eating the right things. Yes. And it creates emotional stress. I mean, how many of us come home after a crazy day and we look at the clock and realize that we have zero plans for dinner and we have 20 minutes to feed everyone and get everyone back out the door for the next activity. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know what, like, tell me something that doesn't cause more stress than that. And then we have the guilt of, I should be feeding my family healthier food, but I didn't plan ahead. And da, 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 we spin out on that. So yes, what we eat. And, and that's part of why I've written so many cookbooks and why I have tried to educate everyone that I can about nutrition, because there is a very, very strong connection between your gut microbiome and your brain. And if you are giving your body the foods that it needs, your brain can do its job. It can handle stress. It can handle sudden emergencies. I'm not trying to say that you're never going to be stressed out again. And just because you went outside and took a deep breath, now everything's fine. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that's the beginning, as is understanding the foods that your body likes and doesn't. You know, I had no idea that I was sensitive to all these things. I am sensitive to dairy. I knew I knew I had an issue with wheat because of my blood sugar. That's a whole nother conversation. I'm sensitive to eggs. I'm sensitive to whey protein. And I have my own protein line including whey protein, right? Mm. And I had no idea because I didn't get ill. I didn't get bloated. I didn't get any of these signs that you usually get when you have something, you eat something that your body doesn't love. But once I got out of it and I stopped eating that stuff, my thyroid came back to life. That combined with reducing my emotional stress. And then when I do eat it, like I said, I get brain fog, my blood sugar gets, gets all jacked up. There's a whole bunch of things. So learning what your body loves and what it doesn't and how it reacts to it helps you make educated decisions. Mm -hmm. So what we can't see can still kill us is basically the moral of this conversation. Yes, that is the moral of the story is you can't see the inside of you. You cannot Mm -hmm. see which organs are under stress. You cannot see where there's fat accumulating. You can see if your waistline changes, Mm -hmm. you know, and we know that and it makes us mad if our butt gets big and our jeans don't fit, but there's so much more to it than that. There's so much more and you can't see, you know, where your brain is struggling to put sentences together. (laughs) Yeah, this is so good. And honestly, I've got to tell you, this has been such a great reminder for me as well, because I know as somebody that's like a recovering anxiety, you know, monster, Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. and a person that fully used to believe that multitasking was the thing and being a type A and getting (laughs) it all done and you never stop to celebrate, you just go on to the next thing. I have made some changes, but it reminds me too, that still, I can't see what's going on on the inside. Just because I go outside and I take that fresh, that breath of fresh air, doesn't mean that if I turn around and I walk back into the kitchen and I eat something that's bad for me or that's full of sugar, mm-hmm. I'm still going to have what the body senses is the same kind of stress response than if I had a full-blown yeah. anxiety attack. And so those are the things that I think we as women just overlook so often. We also need to take into account the world mm-hmm. we live in. Now, I think the last thing I heard was 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. We also have a higher than ever rate of 
mental illness and depression, anxiety, all of these things are through the roof. We see it in kids now. Why? Why is all that happening? And I think it's a combination of a few things. I definitely think what we're eating is a humongous part of it. All of the processed crap and all of the sugar and all of the chemicals, but also the world we live in. We've got people in our face 24-7, whether it's on a phone, on a Zoom call, in our house. We don't ever get a break. Mm-hmm. And our bodies were designed to take a break. If you look at the populations that have the longest life, it's because they are living more in tune with the way we're supposed to. They're getting up with the sun. They're going down with the sun. They're going to sleep with the sun. They're gathering as a community to eat together, to cook together. They're growing their own food. They're not getting food from a factory. They're not texting and driving and putting on makeup simultaneously. Not, I mean, obviously you wreck your car doing that, but if you survive that, the stress of it is also going to kill you. You know, they're not trying to answer an email while talking on the phone and their kids crying in the other room. You know, there's just so many things coming at us from every single angle. We have to advocate for ourselves. We have to start to put up some shields and start to block out some of the noise just for a minute. Yeah, it's hard. And I have found this to be true. It's hard sometimes to hear my own voice because of all of the other voices and those voices telling you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And even just like, you know, sitting on Zoom or listening to podcasts or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to just be in that silence, which is Mm -hmm. so hard. So, so hard, like you said. Okay, so I know that you have a very special live workshop coming up. I think you're giving all of your attendees of this Micro Audio Summit a free seat. Isn't that correct? I am. I am giving everyone a free seat because I don't want to just tell you how bad stress is for you. I want to help you eliminate some of it and come up with some really actionable solutions that you can use to reduce stress, not just in your life, but my hope is it will have a ripple effect into your friends, your family, and people around you. Mm -hmm. So tell us what it's called. It's called Balancing Self-Care and Success, Strategies for Reducing Stress. And it is an interactive workshop similar to, it's kind of a taste test of my coaching program. We work together to come up with some strategies to work through some challenges that you're facing in being able to prioritize your self-care and still be successful in your career and still juggle family and still have a moment to take a deep breath. That sounds like a lot. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to attend. It is a lot. I mean, but we, you know, we are capable of doing a lot of awesome things. At the end of the day, if you are saying to yourself, oh, I really wish I had time for insert self-care thing, whether Mm -hmm. it's reading, walking, taking a deep breath, going to the gym, yoga, cooking, any of those things. That's what this is about. It's helping you fill that fill that blank and then move it to the top of the list. Wow, that is so good. Well, I plan to be at that workshop. And I just want to say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share this conversation with you and to shine the spotlight back onto you because you've brought together so many amazing speakers for this event. And it's really, really powerful for us to hear you as the host as well on such a very, very important topic. So thank you again for giving me this honor. 
And I'm really looking forward to the workshop. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for grilling me. It was awesome. I hope you enjoyed that interview and you got all kinds of great information that you can put into your life to help you achieve that harmony and stress-free life that we are all seeking. Please don't forget to connect with each one of the speakers, both on their websites and on social media. And of course, don't forget to download your gift from each speaker and put it into use. Reach out to us and let us know what you thought was most valuable and what your favorite part of the gift was. Thanks for listening.